One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You! Are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID 19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoop B Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So, on behalf of Scoop B and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B, R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. E.K. Manny. Manny. Yo. Scoopy Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, yo. The best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word from Scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B say it, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast, the joint and the journalist, the GOAT, so why ask? Watch out, watch out. about it, if he naming them, scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go, enough of this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoopy Radio. Get on his Instagram now, At follow Scoopy. him. That's Scoop Beast. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Radio. Scoopy Radio. The area code. On the plane. On the train. At the crib where you're quarantined. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop B. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to the Scoop B Radio Podcast, which is available on all podcasting networks. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, iHeartRadio, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com, 2.1 million streams last year. And one of the reasons why is because we get newsmakers like this gentleman on the line, none other than my main man, Rashad Phillips of Sports Talk 2319, and 
the co-host of No Agenda. What's going on, sir? Oh, I'm fantastic, man. What, what's up with you, man? I hope you, you're staying safe and everything. Come on, man. Making content, staying out the way, staying sucker free, and watching this George Bulls documentary in between. Yeah, those are the main factors is to stay sucker free and stay safe. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and remaining authentic and not corny. Right. Absolutely. No <laughs> doubt about that. No doubt about it. You are um, doing your thing right now. Um, most importantly, you had, rather, because you host the show with Kendrick Perkins, um, you made some headlines recently because of your conversation about, um, or his conversation about LeBron James. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. it had more to do with Stephen A. Smith saying that um, players and, you know, things that go behind the scenes and how he was chastised for versus you know, Stephen A. not playing. You got a you got a, a gold mine right there. So tell me a little bit about uh, Noah James with Perkins. How did it start? Yeah, you know, this it, it kind of came about. You know, once the pandemic hit. I mean, obviously, me and Perkins have been in conversations for the past two years, just you know, getting to know each other and following what you know his ascension into the media world. I'm a huge supporter of what he's he's been about, and he started supporting me as well. And then you know, once the Unfortunately, the pandemic hit, you know, Perk reached out to me and was like, hey, man, we need to do a show together, me and you. Really? He's like, yeah, let's, you know, let's let's get on Twitter live and let's just talk basketball. Let's just, you know, let's not have a let's not have any script, man. Let's just give the people just true basketball. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's come up with a name. And I was like, let's call it No Agendas. You know, like, and we just kind of went from there, and it's 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 really, um, you know, taking taking it taking as a, a course of his own, and people are starting to really gravitate to it, and I'm and I'm truly happy, man. I I really love working with Perk, man. He's such a talented, knowledgeable, intelligent person, man. So I would I would you know I wouldn't change anything for the world to uh, him as my co-host. No, that's that's pretty uh, awesome, uh, particularly because you talked about his ascension. Number one, losing a ton of weight he's been doing, he's been working. Yeah. Out. Number two, having played um, and being yeah. a recent, in my opinion, he's the modern day Charles Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the coronavirus has definitely created a lot of stay-at-home opportunities. You and I first connected last year via Twitter. We've hung out in Florida since, um, and you have basically taken your brand from top high school player, top college <laughs> player, respected amongst the NBA, um, you being an expert on all things um, Cam Reddish and oh, Trey yeah. Young. <laughs> Can I get the John Morant one, too? Tell me how you should get the John Morant one. Well, <laughs> obviously, my... You know, the main thing that I, I, I do is when I started Sports Talk 2319 was was discovering mid-major superstars. Like, that, mm-hmm. that, that's my bread and butter. Right. So, John Morant was kind of the first person I actually tagged when I started Sports Talk 2319. It's actually on Twitter. You can even look at the date. And to see what he's been able to do right now, I would definitely add him in that company of Trey Young, Cam Reddish. Give me John Morant. <laughs> Yeah, um, uh, John Moran is a guy that um, I got to check out um, 
back in February when there was basketball in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I like about that team um, is just the fact that they're young, um, the fact that they have time to grow, and that if you know, assuming there's no drama and 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 yeah, you know, etc., you know, they they have a chance to be special. When I look at them, I I look at them like the Dallas Mavericks era with Jason Kidd, Jimmy Jackson, and Jamal Masper. Mm-hmm. Just young and growth, growth. Yeah. Who do they remind you of? I I, I kind of you know I look at them. Josh to me has that Jason Kidd aura about him, where he just makes everyone around him better. Um, I look at uh, you know that New Jersey Nets team when when Jason Kidd led them um, to the finals. That's kind of how I see. Ja leading that Memphis group, um, his ability to extract greatness from his teammates and also maintain his own individual talent at the same time, which is a, a huge attribute in itself. So watching him play, um, I just see great things that's going to um, transpire for his for his career in the Memphis Grizzlies. The NBA draft, um, I guess the pre-draft workout process. It's canceled because of the coronavirus pandemic um, in Chicago. Uh, from somebody who's been through it in you um, mm-hmm. and a guy who's been around countless college players in your current role, is this really a detriment or a loss for the league or more so for the players? Uh, I, I think it's obviously the players um, because when you look at certain kids that really bank on going to these uh, these venues to to perform you know you go to these camps to 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 show your skills um to audition what you're about and to be able to be stripped of that um is 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 uh, extremely difficult for for the kid um you got to think you look at a kid that's a senior that maybe averaged 14 points a game but played in a system and wants to go to Chicago to, to basically, you know, show the, the NBA scouts that they were maybe in the system or maybe this or maybe that. And the fact that this year these kids won't have the opportunity to basically erase certain narratives that that's been painted around them. It's, it's extremely painful to watch because, you know, I, I've been in that position before. So the kids can't control their own destiny. Like they, they usually, are every, every, every summer. This year is different. Rashad, is LaMelo Ball the first pick in the 2020 NBA draft? It's possible. Um, you know, I, I, I see, I, I see some, I see some trades coming. Um, I, I really believe the, the Toronto Raptors are trying to move up in the draft to get LaMelo Ball. Um, so it's not etched in stone that the Golden State Warriors will get the number one pick. I, I still think there's some some trade that's going to happen, um, and teams are going to try to move up for Lamelo Ball. I believe the Toronto Raptors will try to move up and get him. And if the Raptors can somehow get that number one pick out of Golden State with a three team trade with Philadelphia, Toronto, Golden State, if they can mix some players and money around, I believe the Raptors will take Lamelo Ball at number one. What do you like about LaMelo Ball? I just believe he has the flair for the game. He understands 
the platform. He understands the entertainment of the game. He understands, he understands the pulse of the game and, uh, you know, his ability to, to, to score, knock down shots, his vision, his size. Just a kid that was just bred to play at this level. So I'm extremely excited to see what he's going to bring to the table for, for NBA franchise and its fans. Do you think that the Rock Nation pairing ties well to his understanding of the entertainment of the game? Absolutely. I think it's a, I think it's a perfect marriage. When you look at a kid like LaMelo Ball again, who understands the, the temperature of the sport and he's so marketable. Um, and you, you can, you pair that with a, a, a fantastic corporation like Rock Nation who pretty much has their hand in the culture. You pair that. I just think that it's a win-win situation for, for both sides. Who's the biggest sleeper in the 2020 NBA draft? I would, I would probably say I have two or three guys. I believe Grant Riller is a sleeper out of uh, College of Charleston. I think he's the best offensive player in the draft, six foot three. He's a lot like Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, can mm-hmm. get his own can get his own shot anytime he wants to. Hard to defend. Great athlete. Great burst. Um, just terrific shooter. And also, um, I look at Mason Jones out of Arkansas. Um, Mason Jones led the SEC in scoring. Um, he's a, he's like six seven, two twenty, two fifteen. Um, he reminds me a lot of like Tobias Harris um, type of player. Um, just a three and D guy can make shots. I, I think he's going to be a, um, a terrific pro and a, and, a, and a great, great find for someone. Do you think you talked about, and I want to get back to the draft in a minute. I want you to have mm-hmm. me thinking as a creative for a second. So the Brooklyn Nets, they mm-hmm. have Karis LeVert, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. Pose this question to Christian Winfield in the New York Daily News. He's a little younger. But you're yeah. Detroit, born and raised. Yeah, you you would be a better, older person who's seen it that can answer this question eloquently. When I look at the Nets, I see Kyrie, I see Spencer, I see Kevin Durant. Do mm-hmm. you see any similarity that they could make to Dumars, Isaiah, and Vinny Johnson? I absolutely do. I, I think you need three guys that can get you a basket at any given moment in order to get far and get to a, a finals. And when you look at the three guys you named with Spencer, um, Kyrie and Kevin, um, those three guys can get you a basket on any given possession. But not only that, um, they're terrific in clutch situations um, and they're also unselfish. So when you you look at the Pistons guys with, with Isaiah, Joe Dumars, and Benny Johnson, they were you know that three that threesome of guys were they they were you know smaller in stature you know but they still were were able to get the job done uh, Isaiah being the magician he was Joe Dumars being um, the quiet but very efficient player Denny Johnson being um, a, a player that hit numerous buzzer beaters to beat teams because of his clutchness um, I see that same type of trio in the Brooklyn Nets with Spencer Dinwiddie Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And you don't think that – because I think many people thought when Kyrie came in that Spencer at point guard would be blocking or vice versa, Kyrie blocking Spencer. Mm-hmm. 
your point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that they cancel or balance each other out in certain sets? Well, well, it's a testament to both players, first of all. Uh, when you look at Spencer, what, what Spencer brings to the table is versatility. Um, he's, he has the ability to, to, to play ball initiator and kind of get guys involved, or he can play off the ball and, and, and be a knockdown shooter. And the same for, can be said for Kyrie. Kyrie knows how to play off the ball or with the ball. And when you got two guys that are, that are as talented like that, um, it'll always work because they're able to interchange. So it's like, hey, they can take turns. Hey, you initiate offense. I'll play off the ball here. Now it's your turn to initiate the offense. I'll play off the ball. Um, so when you have that type of dynamic, I look at it as a cup being half full instead of half empty. So I, I really like the Nets um, next season making it to the finals if they can keep that core unit right there. I still believe they need one more big. Um, they need one more big to go with Jared Allen. I don't know how to, and they're, they're strapped salary wise. Um, so they may have to make a trade or two. Um, but I really like the Brooklyn Nets making the Eastern Conference Finals next year. Even with DeAndre Jordan, you think they need another big man? I do. I do. I, I think they need one. I think they need one more. Um, but I still think they can get, you know, with, with those three guys, with, with Spencer, Kyrie, and KD, I still think you maybe can get by. But, you know, playoff basketball, you got to be able to go to your bench. You know, you got to be able to dig in your bench and you play playoff basketball and, Brooklyn may need to strengthen up that that second unit a little bit, um, but they're very top heavy, so that can get them through. Scoopy Radio on the line with Rashawn Phillips talking <clears throat> NBA draft, the Brooklyn Nets, um, and a myriad of other topics. In the Jordan documentary, the Bulls documentary, um, there was a section uh, where they discussed Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan's rivalry. Again, you as the Detroit expert. Mm-hmm. You were a Jordan fan, or were you more of a Pistons fan? I was a Jordan fan. I no, I was I was a Jordan as a, as a kid. I was a Jordan guy. You know, I I, I love the Pistons. I did, I'm a, but I was I was more fixated on how Michael Jordan approached the game. You know, he just had a different flair about him. I loved his shoes. I loved that he was a scorer. I loved the dunk. Like it was just something about Michael Jordan as an individual that attracted me to his game. But as far as a basketball person, I always respected the Pistons as a unit, um, even though I was an Isaiah Thomas fan as well and always loved Isaiah Thomas, still love him today. And I th- think he's the greatest small man to ever touch a basketball. Uh, but there was just something about Michael Jordan that just was mesmerizing. And um, so it was, it was a, Tough battle as a kid to be a, a Bulls supporter, but living in Detroit, but loving Isaiah Thomas. It was weird. Well, I can relate because I know a lot of people that were Knicks fans that hated Michael Jordan. I liked Michael, but I liked the and I liked the Bulls, but I liked the Knicks too. Right. Yeah, and it was a weird paradox. Destroyed them <laughs> <laughs> all the time. All the time. We at least when he came to Detroit, we would beat him up. You know, we went, he used to just annihilate the Knicks, man. He did. He did. He did. Something about Madison Square Garden that superstars get charged up to play at the Mecca. And, um, yeah, he used to destroy the Knicks. Dunking on John Starks, dunking on Michael. Everything. It was bad. Mm -hmm. 
the draft. Uh, we left off when we talked about some underrated folks. You talked about LaMelo. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who are some other guys that mm-hmm. that, are, that really intrigue you uh, in this, this uh-huh. hot summer's draft? Um, I really like Jemias Ramsey out of Texas Tech. Um, I, I just think that this kid is tremendous. Shot 42% from three, 44%. From the uh, from the field, and um, I just think that the kid is the best two way player in the draft. A lot of people are high on Anthony Edwards, but I believe Jamias Ramsey is is a, is a tad better than Anthony Edwards. Um, I just I watch his tape. I love what I see. He defends. Um, he scores. His weaknesses, his free throw shooting, has to get better. But like as far as both ends of the court, like this kid doesn't take plays off. So. Um, I really like him. And also, I like Omir uh, Yurt Seven, um, the big kid from Georgetown, seven footer, um, average 15 and 10 this year, like 9.8 rebounds a game under Patrick Ewing. Um, he may be the, the, the best offensively, uh, postman in the draft. Uh, terrific footwork, very agile, efficient around the basket, understands the game. I think he's going to be a terrific pickup for a team. I, I see him going late in the first round. Um, you can look on my website, sportstalk2319.com, and get my mock draft and my prospects and, and kind of get more in detail with a lot of these kids I'm talking about. The coronavirus has halted NBA play. Uh, the NBA season has not been called off officially yet. Um, what do you think would be a novel idea? Do you call it off? Do you resume? What, what if... if, if if Adam Silver gave you the keys to the NBA for the day and you ruled the world, what, how would you handle this situation? I would, I would have, I would have to call it off. Um, we're, we're, we're already in May. Um, we're, we're, we're up against something that, you know, you only can control what you can control. We're up against a pandemic. This is a, this is a global thing here. People are losing their lives. People are sick. We've, I mean, We've we've had unfortunately the passing of of Carl Anthony Towns' mother. May her soul rest in peace. Like we've 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 seen it firsthand, um, and I just believe that we just need to regroup, um, call the season off. Unfortunately, and sometimes you just have to make tough decisions when you're in those roles, and look to get the season started back up in December, and uh, and go from there and have a, a historical season next year. How does this season? being called off affect LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers next season? Because I feel like this mm-hmm. was the year for for the Lakers to get it. Next year mm-hmm. is going to get tougher. Mm-hmm. What say you? I agree. I, I, think the, I think the Los Angeles Lakers maybe just missed out on their NBA championship. Um, and you know what? It's, it's it's nobody's fault, you know, but at the end of the day, again, you can't get in front of science. You know, there's, there's a virus out there that's stopping everything. And, and, um, I, I do believe that, you know, LeBron's getting older, which means his, his chase to winning championships, um, gets slimmer and slimmer. He's going to be in what year 18 or 19, one of those year 18. Um, and, and it's going to be much tougher because teams are going to get their rest. The draft is coming up. The agency may not be as potent as it was before it was going to be, but um, Lakers got their their work cut out, and it's a huge blow um, to Laker Nation that if the season doesn't get continues.
Do you think that the Golden State Warriors are going to have a second win uh, next season? Absolutely. Tell me more. I just see when you look at what they've been able to do um, with the addition of Andrew Wiggins, not only that, but Steph Curry got the rest. Klay Thompson got the rest. They allow their young players to um, gain experience throughout the season. And again, they, they, they're, they may make a, a huge trade in the draft and, and get another addition like a Ben Simmons or somebody. I just think the Warriors will win at, at worst case scenario, they're going to win one more title in the next four years. And that's at worst case scenario. At best case scenario, they're going to win two. Um, because the guys are healthy. Curry's in his early thirties. Clay is in his early thirties. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is 25. Um, they're in a new arena. Um, I, I think they're going to really catch lightning in the bottle one more time. Did you say Ben Simmons going to potentially going to the Warriors? I did, sir. Tell me more. Why do you think I, that? I believe the experiment in Philly is over. I just believe that Ben Simmons and Joel Joel and B just it, are not compatible in, in regards to how the NBA style is played. Not personally compatible, just the way that in the, the, the spacing, um, Ben Simmons' inability to make jump shots. Joel Embiid's ability to want to shoot jump shots. I just don't think it's a good mix. Um, if I'm the Raptors, look, I, I, I'll trade Kyle Lowry to Philly. Philly needs a point guard. I believe Kyle Lowry is one of the premier point guards in the NBA. Philly needs that. I would send Ben Simmons to Golden State um, for maybe your pick and, uh, and some players. And um, if I'm the Raptors, I, 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 you know, try to get in that mix to get LaMelo Ball. So there's some action there. Um, so don't be surprised if you do see that, um, because I think there's some between those three teams, there's some business that needs to be done. Cooper uh, Radio on the line with Rashawn Phillips, a.k.a. Yoda, uh, talking all things Sports, particularly as it relates to the National Basketball Association, the coronavirus, uh, the NBA draft, and more. This man has been telling me on social media that I'm Oprah, and I think that um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> and we talked about it a little bit off air, but the, the 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 ability to diversify, you know, is something you've been doing. Um, what is one thing that you want to do? You now have this conversational piece with. Kendrick Perkins, what is one thing that you want to do um, in basketball that you haven't been able to touch just yet? You know, a lot of people keep trying to put me in this, maybe you should be a GM one day, you know, and I never, I never gave it a lot of thought until I started to just have credible people tell me, hey man, like you really are a GM and you will be fantastic if you could be somebody's GM or an assistant GM for a team. So maybe that's something I want to do um, in the near future. You know, if it's with the Orlando Magic, hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks, hint, hint. You know, so mm -hmm. and maybe that's something that I would like to do one day um, because I feel like I could be a huge addition um, to a franchise in regards to what I'm, my ability to see things before everybody else does. Um, scouting, relationships. Um, being able to study film, tape, 
and be and, and, and kind of decode that for a team to bring ultimately a championship. So to answer your question, maybe a GM one day. Who knows? But imagine that a, a, a role such as that would require a strong interpersonal communication skills, b basic and complex math, and c having everybody their mama and their mama's mama's phone number, which ties into letter a interpersonal communications. Um, what are some other things I'm missing? You think to become a good GM in the NBA? I, I just think you have to have an eye. You have to have an eye for the future. When you look at great GMs like uh, Jerry West and guys like that, you got to be able to spot talent at the end of the day because, you know, it's it's about putting the best players on the floor. And the the GMs that can find talent to make the right deals, to put people in place, um, usually are the ones that are successful. And I feel like I have all the attributes um, to to be able to do that for NBA team one day. Hmm. What GMs do you admire? Obviously, Jerry West and um, the the Raptors GM Masaira. Ma- I don't know. I like him a lot. Uh, those two are two of the guys that I really kind of study because they they kind of are visionaries. They kind of see past tomorrow. And they understand how to spot talent. They love developing the right players. For an example, the Raptors uh, took Terrence Davis from Ole Miss. He was undrafted. This was a kid that I went on Twitter and said, this kid is an NBA draft pick. He went undrafted. The Raptors picked him up, and he was starting by the end of the season and contributing. You know, so for me, like, when I see stuff like that happen in the NBA, it always kind of reassures me that my eyes are what they say they are and I have the ability to spot certain players and put them in situations to be successful. Couple more questions. Derek Rose. Mm-hmm. Do you like him in Detroit? Do you see him staying in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, Derek Rose to me is, he's one of my favorite NBA players ever like maybe top five, you know, like that's how, that's how much I respect and love Derrick Rose. Um, everything that he's about, his journey, um, his resiliency, his perseverance and what he's been able to, um, accomplish. Um, so I, I love watching him in Detroit. He was having a fantastic year. Um, you know, I don't, I know the Pistons, are you know they're looking for the future to rebuild, so I know they are looking at a guy like Lamelo Ball. Um, but uh, what Derrick Rose has meant to the NBA is is, uh, is going to be something that we may never see his style of play ever again. Because you see a situation where Jamal Crawford is signed next season, and maybe a team like the Brooklyn Nets could take a look at him. Absolutely, I mean I I, I was really baffled this season that no one picked him up because not only Jamal has a, he's a terrific player and all the things that he brings on the court is his, his scoring, um, his, his ability to play multiple positions. He can play in the pointing guard style. He can play off the ball. He can be a standstill shooter, but not only those things that he does on the court, but what he is off the court, like he's a fantastic locker room guy. 
a great mentor for the younger for the younger uh, players on the team. Um, he just has this magnetism about him that is and is being overlooked. I believe he can help teams like the Brooklyn Nets. Those teams that need that guy that can kind of help them get over the hump in the playoffs. Jamal Crawford is your guy. And again, there's my GM skills kind of kicking in right there. Do you think the analytics has not been kind to guys like Jamal Crawford and Carmelo Anthony and even Derrick Rose? Yeah, I think analytics has, you know, analytics has its place in, in sports. Now, don't get me wrong. It has its place. But I think what it's done, it has taken up too much space um, where it has damaged certain players. Um, because we give analytics, like we, we, we give it way too much credit. You know, like I said, it, it, there's a use for it for sure, but I think sometimes too many people live by it and die by it. And, um, I'm an eye guy, you know, I'm an eye person. I look, I look at the eye test and see if, if the player can perform. And from my eyes, um, the players you name analytics don't do them any justice, but my eyes tell me that those guys belong. You're Orlando-based. Uh, you're often at Magic Games. Um, when you look at uh, Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon, mm-hmm. um, that team, I believe, at the point of the, the uh, coronavirus pandemic halt, they were uh, in eighth place and won three straight. What do you like about Fultz, Gordon, mm-hmm. um, moving forward, and do you see Gordon staying? Yeah, I uh, I like, you know, obviously I love my Orlando Magic. I mean, I've always been an Orlando Magic supporter. Um, one of the reasons why I moved here. Like, I just love the city. Um, uh, Markel Folks has had a tremendous season. I think the change of scenery gave him uh, uh, the, the boost that he needed. Um, Orlando, as a city, as a fan base, did a terrific job of embracing Markel and giving him the space that he needed and the encouragement. And you saw what he was able to do. Um, he's a bigger guard, terrific in transition, changes pace like no other, and he's a fantastic finisher. So he, he started to show shades, glimpses of the number one pick that we all knew and loved uh, coming out of Washington. Um, you know, you look at Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's kind of an Army Swiss knife, um, Swiss Army knife, because um, he can play multiple positions. Uh, he, can, he can guard multiple positions. He's, a, he's extended his game. Um, he's added a three-point shot. Um, he's, he's improved his ball handling. Um, his back-to-the-basket fadeaways, his counters. Um, you can still see he's a work in progress. But um, Aaron has always been one of my favorite prospects. I, I love the kid when he was coming out of Arizona. Um, and he's, he's continued to impress me with just his improvement. Um, I, I don't think the Orlando Magic needs to move him unless that there's something uh, they can't refuse in a trade package because he just brings so much to the table for for this team. I think I asked all the questions I need. Good news is you're off the hot seat, sir. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Always good to talk to you, man, and keep doing your thing. Thanks to you. This is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee, and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.